At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hopefully, your New Year is off to a very good start, and we're going to hopefully be able to make it a little bit more profitable here in the next three hours as and take a look back at everything that we've gotten thus far in Week 17, but we've also got to take a look at what we're getting the rest of Week 17 because though there's only one game remaining, it's the biggest game of the week, and it's the only game that involves two teams that entered the week with a winning record in the Bengals and the Bills. So I'm going to give you guys my full preview in the back half here of our number one, and we're going to be talking about it throughout with all the great guests that are going to be joining me. As in 15 minutes, we've got Dave Tooley. He does such an amazing job here at the network, taking a look at darn near every betting market on the face of planet Earth, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, you go down the list. He's got you covered with a little bit of everything. He's going to be joining me and we're going to take a look at what we've all gotten this week thus far. And something that we always do with him as well is while we're all taking a look back at week 17, we're, we're reacting to the good, the bad, the ugly. We're going to be taking a look at some week 18 lines and just a little bit of an approach there because week 18, it is unique in that you're going to have some games that they mean everything and you got some games, well, that they are sort of like whose line is it anyway. Everything's made up and the points don't matter. Points matter to us as betters, but to these teams, they're sort of locked into like the three seed, the four seed, you're able to go down the list. So we're going to talk about how to 
navigate the landmines of week 18 with him. And we're going to get a little bit of a look behind the book here at the back half of our number one as well as Dwayne Clucci is the Rampart Race and Sportsbook Director. He joins me in about 30 minutes to put a little bit of a bow on week 17 and also got to talk to him about how things are looking in terms of college football as well because while it happened a little bit more than 24 hours ago, anyone that spent their New Year's Eve watching those college football playoff games, well, it was a New Year's Eve well spent. Those games were absolutely rambunctious, so we've got a great hour number one upcoming, and then an hour number two, David Baker. He is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, and you may recall that he's a man that has been able to make a lot of money playing some poker. You're able to find him from time to time on the World Poker Tour. As a matter of fact, we once had him on the show a few weeks ago, and then after he got off the show like 15 minutes later, because we've got a whole bunch of TVs within the studio. It's like, oh, there's David Baker at some sort of a poker tournament. I don't know how he was able to get on a new shirt and everything like that, because obviously it was pre-recorded, so insert your jokes there. But he does an amazing job there. He's going to be joining me. We're going to take a look back at Week 17. We'll try to see if he's got a Monday Night Football player or two as well. And then we're going to be doing the same with Albert Wynn. You know him better as Analytics Capper, as he's going to be joining me in our number three. So... We've got a lot that is going on there. And something that I really noticed from week 17 in the NFL is we had a really, really interesting card and a card that I, I'm sure many people would agree with me. It was a little bit of a tough one to navigate in terms of my circa millions picks. And I'm not here to break because I am not going to be finishing in the money whatsoever. I'm just looking to finish 500 at this point, get out of Dodge, make sure that I don't have egg on my face because I am Neither good enough to make the money, nor am I anywhere near bad enough to be able to go for the booby prize. But that said, was able to pull out a three and two. And what really worked for me this week was looking at the teams that you wanted to try to sell high on. And I sort of noticed that with the LA Rams after they had scored their 50 plus points against the Denver Broncos. You're figuring, man, they're probably not going to be having that sort of a performance once again. And the LA Chargers are a team that's really starting to grow on me. Unlike a lot of these teams that they're all sorts of banged up, you've got teams like, I'm looking at you, the Arizona Cardinals, who have now had to use four different starting quarterbacks this year. As teams are getting more and more banged up, they're getting more and more healthy. Very impressive win from them. Hudson Eckler, able to get 122 rush yards on 10 attempts. You had all the weapons back with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, a pair of guys that have been banged up throughout the entirety of the season. They had a very good showing, and that was something that was very, very good. And then you just take a look at some of these other teams in which it feels like they had really hit rock bottom, and they were able to rise up as well. Looking at a pair of teams out there in, ironically enough, the AFC West, the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. As the Raiders, they lose, but very spirited effort, a good effort from them. And then for the Denver Broncos, I think it's very fair to ask how much of the struggles that we've seen all season long were linked to Russell Wilson himself as opposed to Nathaniel Hackett, who was canned the day after Christmas. And for the Denver Broncos, you can tell that, unlike last week where they had just completely laid down on Christmas, and I knew it was a great Christmas treat for us all because we've had to put up with this terrible Denver Broncos team in prime time so many different weeks. It's not even funny to be able to, have them get slimed, have a bunch of little kids laughing, to have Patrick Starr making Russell Wilson cooking jokes. It was absolutely tremendous. It's something that the NFL fans really needed, in my opinion, because 
when you've got a team in prime time so many times and you're seeing bad football week in and week out, you deserve that. But a much better effort against a Chiefs team that time and time again, we see them win these sorts of games outright, but they haven't really been able to cover a lot of north of a touchdown spreads. Happen once again here as the Chiefs, they needed a pair of touchdowns to be able to get it done against the Denver Broncos by kind of 27 to 24. And recognize that Russell Wilson did have an interception in this game, but it looked better. It, I mean, and I do think that this is something that I've really gathered from just looking at the NFL this year because coaching, no matter the sport, it always does matter. But the question is, how much does it matter? Because you've got so many analytics for like offensive efficiency, whether it be NFL, NBA, college basketball. Heck, you're able to go to Major League Baseball. Obviously, it's a little bit of a different sort of way of looking at it in terms of all those teams, but you are able to have your offensive and defensive metrics. You're able to take a look at just players, all the different positions, regardless of sport. But the one thing you can never really quantify in any of these sports is how much of a difference coaching makes. And for the Denver Broncos, I think that it might have been one of the bigger negatives that we've ever seen. Now, I don't think it was quite as bad as the Urban Meyer Jacksonville Jaguars team of last year because that was truly terrible. And you're seeing it with the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. A game that really didn't mean much to them. You could tell that they didn't want to lay down and quit, but they still gave a really good effort against the Houston Texans. Anyone that took the Jacksonville Jaguars laying throughout the week four for the most part, they were able to get it done very, very easily. Even with Trevor Lawrence not even throwing for a single touchdown, they were able to get that done 31-3. to three. You could tell that they're just so much more disciplined and they aren't coached by a complete buffoon this year, but for the Denver Broncos, a little bit of a better effort there. And that's what we're just seeing time and time again in the NFL right now. These teams that they've got good leadership, they're able to get it done. Like the Falcons versus the Arizona Cardinals, for instance. You've got a pair of teams that they aren't going to be going to the playoffs. You've got a pair of teams that, you know what, they're leaving a little bit of something to be desired talent-wise. But guess which team was able to pull it off in this one? The better coach team. Arthur Smith, he's greater than Cliff Kingsbury, which... It's going to be a lot of fun to see where Cliff Kingsbury ends up next year because I, mean, I think that he's a good offensive mind as a head coach. He's not necessarily been able to get the job done. I was questioning the hire from when he was out there at Texas Tech and he wasn't necessarily getting the job done there. And it looked like he was going to become an offensive coordinator. The Arizona Cardinals decide, oh, we're going to make him a bad coach. And guess what? Not working out so great for them right now. And the Falcons, they were able to get that done. And when it comes to just this league in general, that is what you are going to be finding time and time again. And obviously we have to take a look at the team that is all of a sudden making a big charge. And I think that they're a pretty well-coached team as well. And they've got a very trusty guy behind center. That'd be the Green Bay Packers. They didn't even really need Aaron Rodgers in this game. They take down the Minnesota Vikings 41 to 17. And that's been a big question that we've been wrestling with all season long because there have been a lot of these teams like the Minnesota Vikings, like the New York Giants, like the Oakland Raiders, that they've either been the uh, beneficiaries of positive variants, certainly in the case of the Minnesota Vikings, or a team like the Raiders, the deficitiaries of negative variants, losing all these close games, blowing a whole bunch of big giant leads, being on the wrong side of fluky plays, and for the Minnesota Vikings, nip them in the tuchus in this game now. By far the worst game of the year that we've seen from Kirk Cousins. Three interceptions, certainly un-Kirk Cousins-like, but 
with the Green Bay Packers, they've all of a sudden realized, hey, you know what? Sometimes if we get the ball out of the hands of Aaron Rodgers because he just isn't surrounded by the same amount of weapons that he's had in the past, but he's got a little bit more of a ground game than we've seen in past years as well. This could be very, very beneficial, and that turned out to be the case as Aaron Jones, a buck 11 on the ground and the Green Bay Packers, they now control their own destiny. If they are able to win in Week 18, they will have run the table, won five straight games, getting into the playoffs, and not a team that, in my opinion, you want to dismiss. I might be a little bit biased, being someone that grew up 45 minutes away from Lambeau Field out there in the great state of Wisconsin, but we've seen this from this Packers team before. We all remember R-E-L-A-X from many years ago. I think that they had made the NFC title game a few years ago after they needed to win four straight games to be able to get into the playoffs as well. And we're seeing that defense start to rise up as well. This is a Packers team that all of a sudden, they have now given up 20 points or fewer each out of their last four games in this win streak. And if you were looking at what was really underachieving for the Packers all season long, no doubt about it, the skill positions with the wide receiver spot, but also the defense have been as well. And now all of a sudden, they've been able to fire on all cylinders. So, We've got a lot to really unpack in terms of Week 17 in the NFL because we saw a lot of playoff fortunes change, and we still got a few question marks that are had with regards to the playoff picture, especially with Pittsburgh Steelers being able to win on Sunday Night Football, and we're going to be discussing that all throughout the next three hours of this program. And coming up next, we're going to be joined by Dave Tooley. We're going to be taking a look at uh, the favorites, the underdogs, the overs, all did on Sunday, and we're also going to turn it forward to Week 18 a little bit with them as well next year on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little bit more on the line this season by playing for free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness, made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network and Always great to be joined by this man as Dave Tooley does amazing work here at the network, taking a look at darn near every betting market that you're able to find on the face of planet Earth. You're able to follow him on Twitter at View from Vegas all together. And Dave, hopefully the year 2023 thus far has been treating you well and always do appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so far, so good. Sunday was uh, another winning day. Um, just yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, great action, a lot of, a lot of games where teams were in must-win situations and overinflated lines that were able to get taken advantage of. So, uh, yeah, we love that this time of year. And how did the underdogs do overall? Because we did see one in the New Orleans Saints be able to win outright, but it felt like a lot of the outright winners, they were more on those like one, one-and-a-half point lines, like the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they were able to get it done. It felt like it was actually a relatively decent day for favorites. Uh, straight up, it was. Uh, straight, you know, favorites were ten and four straight up. Uh, the you know, the biggest upset, <laughs> outright upset, was the Saints. So it closed to four and a half against the Eagles. That that line uh, we we gave it out on the show uh, last Sunday night. The Saints plus seven. We thought they were a live dog there against Gardner Minshew and company. And uh, yeah, that was bet down to four and a half. But yeah, that was the biggest uh, outright upset of the week. Like I said, yeah, favorites ten and four straight up, but the dogs were eight and six against the spread. So we we had four four games where the underdogs lost the game but covered the spread. Those were the the Broncos, the Raiders, the Cardinals, and the Dolphins. Yeah, but you can't complain about that. And like we were saying, most of the underdogs they were able to win outright. A lot of them were the smaller ones, like you had the Seattle Seahawks as a one one and a half point underdog. They were able to get it done outright as well, and. It's been interesting to take a look at totals all season long because something that we've talked about is that there's only really been one winning week for totals, but felt like we got some pretty overwhelming results. We had some fizzlers as well, but felt like it was pretty 50-50 today. 
Uh, well, it was exactly 50-50. Hey, I was right. <laughs> that game at, yeah, at, at six, six and one, the Rams Chargers uh, closed with a total of 41 and it landed right on it with the, the Chargers 31 to 10 win. So yeah, six, six and one. Although yeah, the Sunday nighter, uh, Steelers rallied to beat the Ravens 16, 13 as one point dog. And, uh, and then on Thursday night, uh, the, the Cowboys uh, Titans game stayed just under the total of 40 and a half. So yeah, unders actually eight, six and one uh, on the week. Yeah. So we've been seeing some relatively good action there. And then in terms of that Titans game, I remember when I was doing my show, just prior to Thursday night football, you were seeing a lot of forties there as well. So it's been right. very much a relatively 50, 50 week in terms of the total. And in terms of what we're going to be getting on Monday night football, this is going to be a big giant banger. We're going to get into week 18 in a minute, but certainly we want to do some lip service to the biggest game of the week. I'll be breaking this down in a little bit more depth here in the back half of the hour, but got the Buffalo bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. This is one across the board. Seeing a straight 50 out there for a total here where I sit at Circa, but mostly seeing 49 and a half in terms of this total. How do you view this game? Because this is one of the games that we did not do on our look at lines last week, just because very, very tight spread here in this one. But how are you going to be playing this one? Yeah, the, it's, it's been right around Bills minus one, one and a half all, all week long. Um, I, I gave it out in my vcin.com uh, column, uh, the teaser for the for the game Bengals teasing up to plus seven and a half under 55 and a half uh you know again a lot of books are at one so you would only be able to tease up to six unless you bought a six and a half point teaser but uh but i i think you know the, obviously the spread tells you it's a pretty even game and and the bills even though they're you know top 10 offense and defense all year have let teams stick around so i you know see no reason why you know the Bengals who are the hottest team going <laughs> since their own two start, uh, I, I think they'll definitely be able to, you know, keep right in this game. So yeah, I look, I look for a close game and I look for it to be a playoff atmosphere, which you, know, you kind of tend to want to look to the unders in those. So uh, that's why I've got the, you know, the Bengals plus seven to seven and a half on the side and uh, the, I'm teasing the unders 55 and a half. Yeah. Incredibly important game when it comes to the AFC for seeding. If the Bengals are able to win the game, it puts them in the driver's seat for the division because that's still in a little bit of question as well because both of these teams came in relatively even up for the division with the Baltimore Ravens losing golden opportunity for the Bengals to be able to sew that up. So certainly what we want to be taking a look at there. And prior to us getting into some of these Week 18 picks because I know that there's a few look at lines that you fired in on, just how would you encourage folks at home to be taking a look at week 18 because this is the wonkiest week in the NFL. You've got some teams that everything is going to be on the line for them. You've got some teams that have already sewn up a playoff spot. They know where they're going to be sitting like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. They were able to clinch the division with their win. They know that they're going to be the four seed, really nothing to play for. How would you encourage people to play these week 18 games? Because from game to game, the motivation is going to be wildly different for these teams. Right, yeah, and you know, you'll see some lines that seem a little out of whack, uh, you know, because of, because of those scenarios. Um, you know, the Falcons are seven and a half point favorites against the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers have, have clinched and they can't uh, improve their their playoff spot. Um, but but yeah, I, I would you know advise you know listeners to you know to look at all that stuff. You know, listen to all those scenarios. 
But uh, I would also say don't overreact to them. I mean, it, it, the, the square side is going to end up being the ones that all the media is talking about. About Again, like I said before, teams in must-win situations. But a lot of times teams that are in must-win situations are there because they're not that good. Yes. <laughs> they're not that consistent. And you really can't trust them to flip the switch. And, and again, you know, especially you know, covering inflated spreads. I mean, even teams like you know, the Chiefs and the 49ers today – um, you know, we're, we're still fighting for playoff state seating and, you know, they won their games, but they didn't, they didn't cover against, you know, inferior teams in the Broncos and the Raiders. So, and then you also had a situation where everyone was talking about the Jaguars going to rest everybody against the Texans. Everybody jumped on the Texans and the, and the Jaguars blew them out 31 to three. So, so yeah, you, you can, you don't, you don't want to get fooled by, by some of those. Again, you want to, Still end up, you know, have an open mind, and again, I like to look at the you know, lines that I think are inflated because of those reasons. You just use a line that I absolutely love, and I've used this one a few times myself. The fact that a lot of teams are in must-win situations because they just aren't very good, and I think that that's interesting to take a look at. Now, this is a team that is very good, the Kansas City Chiefs. No fans are about it. This is a good team. This is not one of those teams that we're talking about here, but they're going to be on the road going up against a Vegas Raiders team that. You just mentioned it. They were right around about a nine, nine and a half point underdog against the San Francisco 49ers. Very nearly win that game outright. Jared Sinem looked really good. And now they're finding themselves as an even bigger underdog here between nine and a half and 10, depending upon where you shop. Lots that the Vikings want, or lots that the Vegas Raiders want to figure out with Jared Sinem. How are you playing this game? Because it feels like just a couple too many points for a relatively frisky home underdog. Uh, absolutely, and again, you know, the Broncos you know, were my play of the day today um, against the Chiefs. Again, the Chiefs, like the Bills, do tend to let teams stick around, and like you said, the Raiders, you know, certainly got a shot in the arm uh, today, and they win against a much better defense than the 49ers, and they're going to face in the Chiefs. And and don't forget that you know when these teams met back in Week Five, it was a 30 to 29 game. So I, I expect a very similar shootout here. And, you know, in addition, the Chiefs, you know, they don't care about covering. They're just trying to win the, you know, try and get that number one seed. So they have no incentive to, you know, run up the score. They're just trying to get the win. And also double-digit home dogs were 4-0 against the spread heading into this week. Uh, the Titans lost um, plus 13.5 by 14 points against the Cowboys on Thursday night. But then the Raiders closed up plus 10 against the 49ers. So double-digit home dogs are 5-1 and against the spread this year. And Dave, we've got about a minute left, and it was a great week in terms of college football as well, and now the national title game is set, TCU and Georgia. I know that you've got a little bit of a play here. Take me through what you're going to be firing in on when it comes to the national title game. Yeah, TCU, I, I think, I mean, I, I was surprised this was double digits, uh, a spread for the title game against Georgia. Um, but yeah, plus 13 and a half, TCU shown they can, you know, you play for play for against anybody and 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 step up so yeah i think this line is too high and i i think it's more likely to be, to get bet down uh similar to super bowls where you see uh, the underdog taking the spread money and then the favorite uh betters betting a depressed uh, money line on the favorite so i'm i would expect this to come down i, I don't think you'll get to 14 so i think tc plus 13 tcu plus 13 and a half is the play and we're seeing a couple straight 13s out there as well so 
I think that that is well said, and I do think that we're going to get a great title game, and we always get great information whenever Dave Tooley joins me. He does amazing work here at the network, and coming up next, we go to the Rampart Racing Sportsbook. Their sportsbook director, Dwayne Clucci, joins me next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Winter sports are in full swing. A Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a fan of basketball, hockey, or football, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and so much more, as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Great to go out to the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. That's where we find the Sportsbook Director, Dwayne Clucci, joining me. He does absolutely amazing work behind the counter. And Dwayne, it's always a pleasure to have you aboard. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to you, Greg. Thanks for having me on, as always. Great to have you aboard. And Dwayne, he's one of the most friendly men that you're going to find out here in lovely Las Vegas. And Obviously, we've got to recap everything from Week 17 in the NFL. But before we do that, I think that it w- we'd be remiss to not take a look at everything that we got in terms of the college football playoff as well. Because in those two games, th- that was high quality right there. A lot of these final four games in terms of the college football playoff, they've fizzled. They've been big, giant blowouts. We had anything but that this season. What did you notice in terms of the handle and where do you guys stand futures-wise? Because with Georgia, they were one of the big, giant favorites all throughout the season. Meanwhile, TCU, there's a bunch of north of 101 tickets out there on them to be able to win the college football playoff. Yeah, definitely, Greg. There's a few uh, of those tickets out there on TCU. But like you said, Georgia, they were the uh, big favorite for most of the season. But getting back to what you said and touched upon, those games were just awesome. I mean, 170 points by, uh, you know, between the two games and just seeing such uh, a tight differential. It was amazing. And uh, TCU, what a credit. That offense really came through and they were able to upset Michigan. And, uh, you know, I feel bad for Ohio State. They really played a winning game. But Georgia is, uh, you know, still, in my opinion, the best team in the country. They just happened to play their worst game of the season, in my opinion, in this, uh, you know, uh, game. So it's definitely going to be a great final. We do have some liability, uh, very little on TCU. But, uh, you know, Georgia has been the uh, favorite throughout the season. And we're seeing them at a 13 point favorite now at the Rampart and South point, you know, we opened it at 13 and a half break. So we're seeing a little dog action, uh, you know, but not that much. It's going to be a good ticket count. The handle was great for those uh, final four games and just amazing. We have some great games tomorrow as well. And uh, like you said, uh, the NFL was great this weekend as well with a lot of playoff implications. To your point with the scheduling and how everything shook out typically, You see a lot of these games played on January 1st, but with it being a Sunday, college football to say, you know what, we're not going to be going up against the NFL, and I think that that was a very wise move. So that just means a little bit more football for Monday. I know that many are able to have off for a holiday. I know that some do not. I salute you if you do not. So we will do everything humanly possible to keep you guys informed there, try to make you guys some money on those games. But in terms of the NFL for Week 17, obviously, We've got a big game that we're going to be getting to in a few minutes in the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. But how'd you guys come out in this one? Because we did notice four underdogs being able to win outright, but 
Most of these were smaller dogs. Really, other than the New Orleans Saints, all these teams were right around like one, one and a half point underdogs. So I have to think that might have been a little bit rough for the books today. Yeah, definitely, Greg. And like you said, the Saints were pounded anyway. So you saw the opening line movement. We opened it at seven at the Rampart and South Point, and it went down to five, even four and a half in that range. So, uh, you know, we did take a beating on that game. Very difficult week this was because, you know, you do have 10 favorites winning overall, but I believe the dogs were like eight and six. So when you fall into that differential and into that bracket area, we lose on both sides on teasers, money lines and stuff like that so it's been very difficult uh it was a difficult week the afternoon were the worst games because you know seattle was definitely a public pick with a lot of parlays and teasers we had good two-way action on the raiders and san francisco but uh you know uh, green bay was definitely a, a public pick as well they went from three to three and a half and the chargers as well so you know the afternoon was a little tough you cap it off with the steel was coming through late and uh you know yeah definitely the book had a tough overall uh, Sunday, but Saturday was great. I mean, like I said, the handle was off the hook. Those games were just phenomenal, and uh, we'll be able to survive, Greg. You know that. Oh, absolutely. And before we dive into the Monday Night Football game, how are you guys positioning to take on Week 18? Because this is the most difficult week, in my opinion, to really handicap the NFL because you've got varying motivations. You've got some teams that they have clinched up a playoff spot. Like we know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're going to be the number four seed in the NFC playoff picture. You've got other teams. I'm looking at you, the Green Bay Packers, that absolutely everything is on the line for them. So I have to think that it's going to be very tricky to book this week, especially just, I mean, in a normal year it is. But on top of that, we've got many more backup quarterbacks than we're typically used to seeing. A lot of teams have been hit by just attrition with injuries. I have to imagine that there's going to be a lot of line movement and it's going to be a very fluid situation with booking all these games. Yeah, definitely, Greg. Definitely difficult. And, you know, we know the games that are important. Jacksonville, Tennessee, obviously, the winner goes. Green Bay, like you said, they're controlling their own destiny. You know the Giants aren't going to play anybody. Look at the spreads around town. You're seeing two touchdowns on Philadelphia. And they definitely need the game because they want to have the first overall seed. Same thing with San Francisco. Arizona has been terrible all year. You're seeing double-digit spreads there. So it is going to be tons of line movement as you start to see uh, you know, the injury reports, so-called, or the people that are sitting and not playing, we're going to determine and make those line movements. But some of the games are definitely key. We're going to see how Green Bay, we're going to have definite two-way action in that game, probably a little more Green Bay because they're, uh, you know, a synonymous public team, but Detroit has played fabulous. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how we move these lines and who plays and who doesn't. A difficult, difficult week. And if I remember last year, Greg, a lot of underdogs covered in week 18 and won outright. So, yeah, like you said, one of the most difficult jobs is being a bookmaker on NFL week 18, the last week of the season, especially with these games that don't mean anything for certain teams. You almost treat some of these games that don't mean anything, almost like preseason games where you guys are willing to move the line a little bit more than you would in a typical week as well, because I just think that these games are so fascinating, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I was alluding to a little bit earlier. You just don't know what motivation they're going to have. You've got some teams that they still go full bore, even though they've already clinched a playoff spot, even though there's not a lot online, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, their Week 18 game against the Tennessee Titans, it means everything. Today, they were in a game that really didn't mean a whole heck of a lot, yet they still 
went out there. They were able to cover that number very easily against the Houston Texans. Are you guys going to be willing to move the line a little bit more in some of these games? Yeah, definitely, Greg. And you could see the league is making adjustments as well. That game was flexed at a 5:15 on the 7th. So, you know, they're moving games around. You have those Saturday games that become important. And we're going to make line movement, as uh, you know, based on the money, but also based on the rosters that are being put on the field. Like you said, how much is Tampa Bay really uh, going to try to risk? They have an older type roster. You know, Brady isn't going to really be out there too long. That's why you're seeing massive numbers around town as uh, you know, an underdog, and that's just a strange situation. So you have to be able to adjust these teams' uh, lines, like you said, according to their roster, backup quarterbacks, third-string quarterbacks, and so forth. And we will pay attention to that. And I know Chris does a fabulous job out there. I mean, his team at the South Point is just amazing, and we just coincide. And we're going to put up the best lines that we could possibly put up. So you see how the league, like I said, they're making schedule adjustments. You have the Saturday, the Sunday games, and uh, it's it's going to be a great weekend of action. You know, everybody's trying to double up on the last week of the season and catch some luck. So, yes, we will be willing to move these lines a lot quicker. But the other games will be tighter, like we said, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Green Bay, Detroit. We have to watch where the money goes and pay close attention. And, Dwayne, we've got about 90 seconds. How's the action been in terms of the big Monday nighter between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals? Because most books open this between one and one half. Haven't really seen a lot of movement there, and I have to imagine that this is one of the best two-way games you guys have gotten all season. Yeah, definitely a titanic matchup. I mean, Cincinnati's riding high. What are they, 12-1, and one, Greg, uh, against the spread in the last 13? Just amazing. Buffalo, they've been the proven team all year, but this is a big, big test now. Cincinnati gets real hot this time of the season, just like last year. I think they're the best, uh, best team in the AFC and are probably going to come out on top in this game, uh, believe it or not. But we're seeing great two-way action, like you said. Spread is now Buffalo minus one on the road. 49 and a half at the Rampart and South Point. I think Allen's going to really have to step it up. I see Diggs is going to be healthy and play. Uh, what a matchup, but I like Cincinnati slightly in this game. Yep, it feels like Cincinnati is the hottest team in the NFL right now. It feels like Josh Allen might be the hottest player in the NFL right now. So a good old situation of something's got to give, but one thing that you always know is going to be consistent all the work that you put in, Dwayne, you guys over there at the Rampart do a terrific job. Anyone that visits the Rampart Racing Sportsbook, you're all at the right carpet for them, and I always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Oh, Thanks as always, Greg. I appreciate you having me on, and Happy New Year to all our fans out there listening on Beacon. Always great to have Dwayne Colucci on. Good to have him on here in 2023, much like we did in 2022. And coming up next, we got to take a look at the big Monday night football game. That is up next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's a new year, so become a VSIN Pro subscriber. You're able to do so for just $79, and you get access to everything that we do now through the Big Dance. And if you sign up today, you also receive $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to all of our daily recaps of the top plays made by VSIN shows and guests, betting splits, betting reports, and so much more. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now and give VSIN Pro access all the way through the end of March Madness, and that is at VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. First things first, big thanks to the two guests that we had on the last two segments. Dave Tooley does amazing work over here at the network, and then we also had on our good friend Dwayne Clucci over there at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook, and Coming up in our number two, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, David Baker, is going to be joining me. We're going to recap week 17, and I'll be sure to see if he's got any sort of a position when it comes to this big Monday night game between the Bills and the Bengals, and we're going to give you that preview right now. Our number two, getting a little bit more college basketball, had to go NFL heavy here in our number one. It was a great week of NFL action, and it is going to be a rambunctious week 18 that is going to be starting after this big one as we finally... Have a good primetime matchup as 
Right now, you're seeing it across the board. The Buffalo Bills are a one-point favorite. Here where I sit at Circa, you're seeing a 50 on the total, but most other places, you're finding a 49 and a half, and it's going to go one of two ways with the total. We have seen quite a few games where you get a little bit of a higher total. You've got two relatively rambunctious offenses, and the thing just absolutely explodes. If you remember that Monday Night Football game, I think it was one of the games that were played out in Mexico City when they had the Rams and the Chiefs doing battle. That was a game where they set that total like at 60 or something like that, and both teams got to 49 all by themselves. Meanwhile, you have some that... Like the Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Rams a few years ago, they're thinking, oh, there's going to be a bunch of points, and it was a complete flop. So I do think that it is interesting to take a look at it from that aspect, but I think we're going to get a lot of points in this game. I'm going to be taking a look at the over, and I think that this is going to be a little bit of paradise for those that do like betting overs in the NFL. And something that I do like to do as well, those of you guys have been listening to the show, is that I like to give out interception props, and I think that we're going to get a clean sheet out of both of these guys. If you take a look at over-under in terms of interceptions, the over on Joe Burrow, you have to lay minus 120 juice on that interception prop. For Josh Allen, it's minus 135. They're thinking both of these guys are going to throw a pick. I don't think so. Now with these two defenses, with the Buffalo Bills, they still have been able to be able to do a solid job with their pass rush, even without Von Miller. But at the same time, they've been facing off against shall we say, lesser passing teams. Not in terms of really their overall offense, but even go back to when the Bills had to take on the Dolphins a few weeks ago. They gave up 29 points in that game. Now, they did a solid job against the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 but, I mean, man, that Jets team has not necessarily been so savory. They were able to lock down Justin Fields and company, and Justin Fields certainly has been able to do a solid job, in my opinion, in year number two, but he's got no weapons to throw to as well, so... I mean, this has been a Bills team that they've been going up against lesser offenses the last few weeks. I do think that things are going to be exploding just a little bit in this spot. Now, I will say this about the Bills. We know this with Josh Allen. Doesn't really have a ton in terms of ground game to really be able to help him out. Devin Singletary has been able to emerge a little bit more for this team. He was able to put up 100 yards against the Chicago Bears. I chalk that up to more or less the Bears being a relatively bad defense because after the trade deadline, they really had nothing remaining. But I think that both of these quarterbacks are going to air it out. I think both of these quarterbacks are going to be able to do a rock-solid job. And it felt feels like Josh Allen is starting to get over that injury that he had been dealing with for such a long time. Because you could tell that in like the Thanksgiving Day game, the games in November, he was really being bothered by that injury. But he has kept a clean sheet in now three out of his last four games through a pair of interceptions against the Chicago Bears. But against the Miami Dolphins, the Jets, and the Patriots. Did not throw an interception in any of those games, so I think that that'll ring true here as well. And then when it comes to this Buffalo Bills defense, they've been able to do an okay job of being able to generate interceptions. As a matter of fact, okay doesn't probably quite explain it. 14 interceptions in 15 games, they've been able to do a nice job there. They've still been able to get a little bit of pressure on the quarterback as well. Overall for the season, they've got 39 sacks, but Bob Miller was really the leader of that. Greg Russo, he's able to get to the quarterback a little bit along with A.J. Espinosa. But I mean, past that, you really don't have a lot in terms of this pass rush. So I do think that that is going to be diminished a little bit. And that's going to cause for Joe Burrow to have a lot of open lanes. And for Joe Burrow, he has been able to do an absolutely tremendous job leading this offense all season long. Now, with Joe Burrow, he went over his interception prop for the season. But you take a look at the way that 
Joe Burrow has been able to ascend, and it's been relatively good. He's thrown some picks in the last few weeks, but I do think that he's going to be able to rein it in. I do think that the pair of interceptions interceptions they threw against the against the New England Patriots might have been a little bit of a wake-up call as well because a lot of Burrow's interceptions, they came earlier on during the season. He has thrown four interceptions in really his last six in, in his last five games, and he's been able to keep a lot more clean sheets after he had that four-interception game to begin the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that threw his numbers a little bit out of whack, and this is a Bengals team that they're going to have a little bit more balance as well because they were dealing with a little bit of a injury slash illness to Joe Mixon a few weeks ago. He's been able to come back. He's been able to give this team a lot more in terms of the ground game as well. Four plus yards per carry into it out of the last three games. And I do think that both of these teams are going to be able to move the ball relatively well. But the reason why I do like the Bengals in this game is that I do think that the halfback situation for them, it is better than that on the flip side for the Buffalo Bills. For the Buffalo Bills, they really rely upon Josh Allen being able to utilize his feet. And that's a very good weapon to have, no question about it. But that is something that you've got to be asking yourself and wondering, is that going to be sustainable in this game? You take a look at some of the rushing props, and Joe Mixon is currently at 50 and a half in terms of his rushing prop. I think that you've got good value on and over. I do think that the Bengals are going to be looking to use a balanced system, and I do think that with the Bengals, they're going to take away Josh Allen and his ability to utilize his feet a little bit as well. That's one where I'd be taking a look at the under, and as a matter of fact, because most of the props that you're taking a look at, a lot of places they offer at more like minus 115, so you'll notice that the under, in terms of Josh Allen, that's more around a minus 110, so that is something that appeals to me. I think the way that the... Bills are really going to be utilizing, are going to be able to ascend is via the pass game. I do think that you're going to have a lot of guys in the mix. Stephon Diggs, there was a little bit of question as to whether or not he was going to play. Looks like he's going to be able to do so, but who has really become a trustworthy target for Josh Allen has been Gabriel Davis. Right now, he's been a little bit more of a home run hitter this year, but three and a half receptions, I think that he's going to be able to go over that because I do think that this is going to be a game where the Buffalo Bills they are not going to be shy about airing it out. They're going up against a Bengals team that their secondary is solid. I'm not going to call it supreme or anything like that, but you know what? They do a relatively solid job, but with this Buffalo Bills team, I think that this is going to be one of those games where they air it out time and time again. I don't think that they're going to be able to get as much on the ground in this game. I'm very curious to see how Trey Hendrickson is going to be able to play in this game for the Cincinnati Bengals as well because he's one of their main pass rushers, and right now, He's been dealing with a little bit of an injury. So that is something that certainly is worth taking note of. Sam Hubbard has been able to do a good job of being able to get to the quarterback as well. But he's dealing with a little bit of a calf issue as well. So that means that there should be a little bit more time for Josh Allen to be able to get the ball to his guys. And I do think that he's going to be able to do so quite well in this spot. And I really think that both of these teams are going to be able to have their main wide receivers just come to the forefront have some big, giant games as you take a look at Jamar Chase. Seven-plus receptions in each out of his last five games. He has come back, and he has come back with a vengeance for this team as well. So I think that it's going to be all about the aerial attack, and this is a battle that I mentioned this with Dwayne Clucci. It feels like you've got the hottest player in the NFL in Joe Burrow, or in, in Josh Allen going up against the hottest team in the NFL in the Cincinnati Bengals. Ever since their 0-2 start, the Bengals, they have now lost just twice. And I think that being able to get a home underdog in this spot in the Cincinnati Bengals, that is something that is very appealing to me. So 
what I all like is both quarterbacks who not throw an interception in this game. We're taking a look at Josh Allen to go under his rushing yard prop right now. I'm seeing that 49 and a half. I like Joe Mixon over with 50 and a half rushing yards. You've got Gabriel Davis over three and a half receptions, which you're getting a plus 120 price on that, by the way, as well. And Jamar Chase, I recognize that six and a half is a relatively big number, but seven plus receptions in every game since he's come back. I like that as well. So that's what I'm all taking a look at in terms of Monday Night Football. And I'm going to bypass one point. I'm just going to take the Bengals on the money line. And that leads us into a pro tip. As we know, many people are making New Year's resolutions, but I'm here to throw at you this. If your handicapping has been successful, don't feel like you need to make a New Year's resolution because of the new year. And likewise, if you notice that you're struggling with something in terms of your handicapping, don't make it a New Year's resolution. If it pops up in February, March, address it then. Don't think that because it's a new year, you need to go way off and just do something completely different. Something that we're going to be doing in hour number two, looking at some college basketball by DK Nation pick next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.